welcome to a new show for Grand Fork's Best Source, Icky Ichabod's Weird Wrestling. I'm Mad Icky Ichabod, and this is our wrestling show. It's going to be the dominant force for all your GFBS wrestling fix needs here. So, yeah, I'm really excited to do this here. This is, and this is going to be a once-a-month sub- substitute for Weird Cinema, right? Yes, it will be. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, we got we got a big show lined up for you today. But before we get going, we'll give a quick shout-out to our friends at Rumor Sports Bar Casino. They're located right here in the Grand Cities Mall right across the hall from us here. And they're the place to go if you want to grab a quick lunch or beverage or just want to watch some sports. They got wall-to-wall TVs there. And if you ask the, any of the staff there, they'll switch it to the game you want on. I know I was there a couple weeks ago watching some, some, some Wimbledon tennis, and they just switched it on over. And they got great lunch and dinner specials every night. For tonight, for Friday, they got any pizza for $8. And tomorrow, for Saturday, it's $1.25 beef soft-shell tacos. Premiering Friday. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and... Uh, also, you want to make sure to check out their Fiesta Fridays, speaking of Fridays, 3 to 6 p.m. with queso and chips for $4 and domestic bottles for $2. And Monday is DJ Trivia Night. So all kinds of things going on at Rumor Sports Bar and Casino. They are open every day from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. That's Rumor Sports Bar and Casino right here in the Grand Cities Mall. So what's going to be the topic of our first episode of Weird Wrestling? Our first, our first topic is going to be ECW. Now, what, what made ECW weird for the, for the wrestling landscape? Because it was something no one was doing. And without ECW, there would have been no Attitude Era WWE because they were just that innovative. Yeah, I, I think it's a good idea to help set the landscape for this because uh, this ECW, the original ECW... Was Eastern Championship Wrestling, and it was run by Todd Gordon, but then Paul Heyman took over... But the, the term extreme did not come about until fr- the franchise Shane Douglas rechristened the ECW Championship, the Extreme Championship Wrestling Championship. Yep, yeah, that's that's right. It, and then, like, they did it in a big shock, shocker way because that first couple of years, like you mentioned, Eastern Championship Wrestling was like a is your average regional indie federation. They, they were kind of known for having some more, like, aggressive uh, uh, re- product, uh, wrestling and and whatnot they had terry funk there in those early years jimmy snuka dom rockall so well, uh, steve austin well it's here here's a quote from the sandman he was a wrestler for ecw blood sweat and beers yes okay. yes they, they had all kinds of great characters ecw they were once like you said once shane douglas uh uh he he won the NWA title in 1994, and the NWA title was kind of floundering going down. It was long past its glory years with Ric Flair, Harley Race, and this was supposed to be a big relaunch for the NWA, but Shane Douglas, after he won the title, how would you remember what he did? He spit on it. Well, essentially, he, he threw the belt down in the ring and said that belt was essentially trash, and the only belt that meant anything to him was the ECW world title. Well, you know, uh, just to just to say this, we'll probably talk about it in future shows, but Shane Douglas was kind of a tool because as soon as ECW folded, or not even folded per se, he moved to XPW. Oh, God. That's a whole other topic for another show. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah, ECW, the big thing, like you said, they were, they were the kind of like the catalyst that led WWF and the, the then WWF and WCW to uh, kind of like revamp its programming to be more edgier, kind of TV 14 rated. Because when ECW was really uh, 
taken off there in the mid nineties. Like they were kind of counterculture because you know, what remember what WWF WCW was at the time? Yeah, it was kind of a comic book kind of kitty thing. Yeah, more kid, more family friendly oriented. Like you had like Doink and Dink the Clown and TL Hopper, the wrestling plumber for WWF. Isaac Yankum. And like WCW was like kind of using uh, kind of well past their glory days, Macho Man and Hulk Hogan and and what was big in '94 for '95 for ECW that stood out for you? Probably the Funker. Yep, Terry Funk. Those early years, he had a lot of really good battles with a. Uh, I like you know he used to he used to take a uh, a uh, a ladder and we'd put it around his head and he'd just spin in circles. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, did you remember the fire chair? Yep, yep. They 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 let the chair on fire. Yeah, they Cactus Jack lit the chair on fire and he swung it at Terry Funk and the the towel that was on the chair got you know got stuck on Terry Funk and yeah. ECW loved using fire and yeah. WWE WCW they weren't using this at all. And uh, the main thing to point out with ECW also is once they they kind of rechristened themselves from Eastern Championship Wrestling to Extreme Championship Wrestling, they they made it so. Like in WWF and WCW, maybe one or two matches a year, there would be like very special no DQ, uh, anything go but matches. Every, everything in ECW was no DQ. That's in what a sense. That's yeah. what every match was extreme rules. Did you ever see the Sabu uh, Terry Funk barbed wire match? Yep, I was actually watching some highlights of this, kind of getting a refresher over the weekend. Why, why don't you fill everyone in on what made that stand out? It was awesome. Sabu cut open his arm and then he taped it shut. Yeah, that was a gnarly match to watch, just even just watching some of the highlights because it was a barbed wire match. And again, this was stuff that WWF, WCW wasn't even daring to put on national television. Well, can I say something really quick? Mm -hmm. I was watching a CZW match about a month ago where a guy got his arm cut open so far you could see the fat layers in his arm. Yeah, yeah, and like a lot of ECW matches had uh, just very, very bloody, lots of, uh, yeah, but I think anytime there, you, you have to find like late night weekend TV stations to find them on at the time. Did you, do you remember Hat Man? Oh, the guy in the front row that would always have like the, kind of like the straw hat? Yes. Yep, they, they'd have like their, their fans in the front row that would sit ringside to have like funky wrestling gear and all that, yep. What about, you know, the Dudleys were a big part of uh, ECW. Yes. Well, one of my favorites was Sign Guy Dudley, or Studley Dudley, who later became Joel Gertner, the color commentator. Yeah, gosh, yeah, there was, yeah, if people think of the Dudleys, if all they think of is just Bubba Ray and Devon, yeah. They there's like seven, eight Dudleys out there. Yeah, they originated in ECW, and yeah, like you said, there was like seven or eight of them. What about the hardcore chair-swinging freaks, uh, Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney? Yeah, yeah, that was a great tag team. They had a great rivalry with the Dudleys, especially on the Dudleys on their way out of And ECW. they used a lot of fire in their matches because both Balls Mahoney and uh, Axel Rotten are deathmatch wrestlers. Yeah, I think it was, like, wasn't it the Dudleys in their, their feud with uh, Balls Mahoney and, and Rotten there? That's where they debuted the Flaming Table where they, where they, uh, they put... They put them through a flaming table, right? Yeah. Yep. And I think it's worth mentioning, too, if people want to get caught up, a great primer for this is uh, if you have the Peacock app or WWE Network app, uh, just do a search on there for ECW50. And I rewatched this over the last weekend here. And uh, the, the, the big thing for that is uh, it's an awesome documentary from like five, six years ago called uh, 
OMG, the top 50 incidents in ECW history. And that is a great refresher on like all the craziest stuff that went down in like the near 10 year history of ECW. Well, you know, um, I'm going to say something really quick. Uh, There was a care, you know, everyone likes Steve Austin, Mm -hmm. you know, Stone Cold. That's what's, that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. Well, there was an original Stone Cold and that was the Sandman. Yeah. Yep. Because he'd come out, he'd be either high or drunk. He'd be hitting himself in the head with a beer can. It would take him 10 minutes to get out to the ring. And Raven crucified him. Yeah, that was actually one of the... That got ECW a lot of controversy because usually they're pretty brash, uh, very unapologetic. But that that stirred up such a strong response and negative reaction, even among the people in the crowd watching it, that... uh, uh, that yeah, Raven like actually Sandman and found out after the fact that Sandman built the cross because I guess he's actually a carpenter by trade. He built the cross and Raven literally crucified him in, in on the television there. And Raven had to was forced to come out and apologize for it after the app, like shortly afterwards. So, well, what about uh, the Kimona Beulah Tommy Dreamer thing? I'm hardcore, I can handle them both. Yeah, yeah, they held. Yeah, they, they went very, very uh, yeah, R-rated for, for ECW, or as R-rated as they could get away with on, on late-night TV. Well, you know, um, they were, they were going to do pay-per-views, but the people thought they were actually real. Yeah, it took them a, a long time to get they on. They thought they were like Ultimate Fight or something like that. Yeah, it took them a long time to get clearance on uh, pay-per-view, because, yeah, like you said, like the early UFC pay-per-views were just starting to kick off. And yeah, it, they, they ran into a lot of uh, trouble with censors and, and people and like just like all these crazy uh, just controversies. Of course, there's, those, there's the mass transit incident. I don't know if you want to fill people in on that. I don't remember that. That's where they had a, a gosh, a kid who was a, who had the silly bus driver gimmick and uh, or his oh, character. Yeah. 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 And he was underage or something like yeah, that. Yeah. He didn't tell the bookers that he was underage. And uh, so he, he didn't like. New Jack, like, attack him or something like that? Yeah, he had a match with New Jack, and I guess New Jack didn't like how he was uh, handling himself during a match, and so he decided to teach him a lesson. And, uh, uh, yeah, he kind of really just just definitely did some nasty stuff to him. And the footage, you can't even find the footage online anymore because, yeah, because the, you know, the kid's a minor, and there was a big lawsuit that came out afterwards and all that. And, yeah, it was, it was yeah, it, it's very yucky. <laughs> well, there's... there's- Two words that uh, remind me of ECW and my favorite wrestler, Spike Dudley. Yeah, Spike Dudley had a very uh, weird moment in ECW history. Yes, they crowd surfed him. So do you remember who did that? Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, I believe. Yeah, so yeah, it was, So yeah, they had a match, and then Bam Bam Bigelow just hoisted him up and literally just chucked him into the crowd. And, and then the crowd proceeded to body surf Spike Dudley all over throughout the arena. Did you do you remember the XPW invasion of ECW when all the XPW guys were in the crowd and they started a fight with them? Vaguely, yeah. Why don't you why don't you give a refresher there? Like, well, like someone supposedly touched Francine or something like that, and basically uh, they started a fight outside the arena. Yeah, it, yeah. There was a lot of brawls in the ECW arena. It was a very unruly atmosphere. You really, really had well, to. Well, the <laughs> ECW arena became the CZW arena. Yeah, yeah. It had a lot of names. Home to they still do a lot of indie uh, wrestling leagues still do shows there to this day. And you got you know there you wouldn't you wouldn't have ECW without two words Paul Heyman. 
Yeah, Paul Heyman. Yeah, he kind of was a maniacal genius. Yeah, he he ended up taking over for Gordon after a while there, and uh, yeah. Apparently, Paul Heyman owned a, owed a lot of people money, from what I've read and what I've seen. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty accurate. Yeah, it was. It's pretty well documented that in the last years of ECW, as it was kind of struggling to stay afloat, that uh, he even got loans from Vince McMahon and WWF at the time to you know stay afloat for those last couple of years. Well, they wanted to make like ECW like a training ground for WWE, if I remember right. Essentially, it kind of was because a lot of ECW wrestlers went to WWE and e- and uh, WCW. And- well, as I said, Stone Cold Steve Austin or Steve Austin, I forget what his, his gimmick was, but he started off in ECW. Yep. Another another wrestler that needs to be talked about is Mikey Whipwreck. Oh, yes. He used yes. to tag with Cactus Jack, and um, apparently he won the title. Yeah, he won the title. And he, <laughs> he, Cactus Jack's sitting there, Mikey likes it. Mikey really likes it. And then Mikey goes, oh, I'm going to be dead, ain't I? Yeah, Mikey Whipwreck had a very, very fascinating run in ECW because, yeah, he was like this, like this very low, low bottom of the totem pole wrestler. Uh, and he, in a surprise upside, he won the ECW title. And he didn't he win the tag team titles too with Cactus Jack? I, I believe so. Yep. 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 With Cactus Jack. Yeah. And, and then him and Cactus Jack had a great rivalry, if you remember that. I'm not too sure about that, but. Yeah, yeah, they had a Cactus Jack ended up turning on Mikey Whipwreck, and the two just, Well, yeah. Cactus was kind of a Judas back in the day. Yeah, it um, was. Before he went to WWE and became a, a face. He was a really, really bad heel. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting you bring up, you know, XPW invading ECW. How about ECW invading WWF? Do you want to uh, refresh people on that didn't, one? Didn't Sabu jump off like the Titan Tron or something like that on yep. top of someone? Yeah, it was pretty much Jerry Lawler on a random episode of Raw. He, he was giving a, a fan at ringside uh, just some grief for holding a ECW sign next to him. And he pretty much laid an open challenge out for all the ECW wrestlers to come on on WWF. And over the next few weeks, they started coming on. And then I think it was like throughout the year 1997, for several months, they would be kind of because WWF was really strapped for uh, talent at the time. And so wrestlers would just ECW wrestlers would come on for matches here and there for a few months just to help fill out the, the shows, more or less. Do you, do you, re- uh, you re- remember ECW One Night Stand? Yeah, that when was when WWE bought all those tickets and. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was yeah. ECW at this point folded in two thousand one, but in two thousand five they brought it back for one night only. But it was only. horrible. It was well, they they actually brought back ECW for a while on TV, and it was nothing like the ECW that we know and yeah. love. That first uh, one night stand show they did it was just a special one off show. That was actually really good because it was just all EC, ECW alumni and and current WWE wrestlers with ECW history brought back for one last kind of last shot show. And that was actually really cool. I like the part where Joel Gertner is talking to Eric Bischoff. Would you please hire me? Would you please hire me? I'll do anything you want. I'll get you your coffee. And he goes, you scab. Yeah, it was a, yeah, like you said, uh, they brought it back a year later. They're like, all right, let's make this a regular weekly show. But, and they kind of brought back a lot of the old ECW wrestlers, but then they cr- quickly released them and it kind of eventually morphed into what NXT is today, like their developmental show. It was only around for about four years, but it was, yeah, it was a far cry from the glory years of ECW. This reminds me, there's uh, one wrestler that really uh, had a great gimmick and he was, uh, 
He was kind of a rave character, and that was Al Snow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well he had a special sidekick, didn't he? Yes, head. Yep, that, an that actual mannequin head. A decapitated mannequin head. Yep, that was his, that was his buddy, yeah. Apparently, uh, WWE got sued for making the Al Snow action figure because they said it was, it was prejudiced towards women or something, like it was misogynistic because it came with the head. Yeah, they, they actually had a lot of fun with the Al Snow character in ECW. They would actually give a, a bunch of, like, styrofoam mannequin heads to yeah, fans at ringside. And then they'd, like, bob them up and down when Al Snow was wrestling. Yeah, there, yeah. so, yeah, there was so many crazy moments in uh, ECW history to go over. We, we were just bar- barely touched the surface about it. Exactly. Th- There's, th- you know, th- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think we got time maybe just to cover one more each year. What's one more moment from ECW, weird, mo- weird moments in ECW history? I, How about when Sabu broke his jaw? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he taped his jaw shut and basically continued the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sabu, he was, he, he, that was right there. With Homicidal, his, suicidal, genocidal. That's right up there with the barbed wire match you mentioned with him, too. He made sure to finish all his matches despite whatever harm he brought forth onto him. And he's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I read his. I read part of his autobiography, and it's wonderful. I, I guess the thing for me, I would say, is the the whole Jerry Lawler invading ECW. Jerry Lawler appeared on the ECW show, and uh, just the crowd completely just detested his guts, and and he made sure to make. Yeah, he was he was a a crowd favorite to hate, and uh, yeah, his whole involvement with. Uh, ECW and then doing that great debate with Paul Heyman on an episode of Raw. If you look that up on YouTube, that was a really, really fun promo to look back on. And yeah, that, yeah, we're just touching the surface on ECW. Well, we might talk about this more in the future. So yeah. And it's worth mentioning again, you can pretty much find not all of it, but a good majority of the ECW archives. They are on the WWE Network or Peacock app. Okay. So well, thank you for uh, tuning in to Icky Ichabod's Weird Wrestling. And I guess before we give a preview for next week's episode of Weird Cinema, we'll give a quick shout-out to our friends at Executive Properties, where they are willing to take care of you, and they're always offering senior and referral discounts. So for all your general contractor needs, call Executive Properties at 701-330-1273 or check out their website at www.executiveproperties.org. And make sure to check out the reviews on Facebook and Google. That is Executive Properties of Grand Forks. So what movie are we covering next week? We're back to Weird Cinema next week, right? Yes, we are. We're coming back to Weird Cinema next week. I think we're going to be doing the movie Leprechaun. All right. We'll see everyone next week. All right.